Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today I want to talk to you about Mental Health Awareness Week. Yeah, in the UK here, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. And mental health is such an important issue and it definitely needs our attention. Now, everybody struggles with their mental health from time to time in life. It is totally normal. And that's why I really wanted to dive into mental health in this episode to give you some tools and some tips and just maybe some of my opinions on how sometimes we get carried away with diagnosing issues, which are actually a very normal reaction to a difficult situation. So breakups, divorce, these are really challenging and traumatic situations that are forced upon us in a lot of occasions or we just find ourselves falling into maybe the relationships fizzled out maybe it was your choice maybe it was you that had the affair or maybe you were cheated on maybe there was real abuse in your relationship and it was very very toxic and you find yourself struggling to rebuild your life whatever the reason for your breakup or divorce It is known as the second most traumatic life experience we go through after death of a loved one. So it is obviously going to be a roller coaster. And if you're going through that now, please, please know this is normal to feel sad. It is normal to feel stressed. And it is very, very normal to have feelings of loneliness or fear of the future uncertainty, overwhelm. I mean, oh my goodness, the list of negative emotions goes on and on. And if you are experiencing any of those, please know you are not alone. Okay, you are not alone. Now, again, breakups are super, super challenging at the best of times. Okay. But right now, today, given what we're going through with the pandemic, I mean, oh my goodness, that knocked us all, didn't it? And it affected us all in so many ways that we didn't see coming and were completely new. We had to suddenly learn to adjust and adapt. Massive change for every human on the planet. So again, humans, we're not great with change. We don't really like change. The uncertainty of it freaks us out. So again, managing that level of increased stress that level of increased anxiety, living with the news, which quite frankly was terrifying every single day, all that has put an added layer of stress and pressure. And now we're dealing with the Russian Ukraine situation. Again, some of the horror that is going on around that can really resonate deeply with us watching and wishing we could do something to help and not being able to and looking at the injustices that are going on in the world, the evil, the cruelty, and the pain and the suffering. And that again, all adds to the stress and strain of any day, let alone if you're going through a breakup or a divorce right now. 
life experiences will impact how we feel. They'll impact how you feel, how you react. And it is normal to have good days and less good days, let's call them, shall we? Um, with everything else going on on top, it's an extra layer that causes stress, anxiety. And it can really highlight the fact during your breakup that you're feeling alone, or it can increase the, the feelings of depression or sadness. The worry that you're facing is exasperated by the situation we're in with the added level of uncertainty, with the rising cost of living that's putting pressure on so many people. Again, all this adds to the mix. So if you're going through a breakup during this time as well, I'm here for you. My coaches are here for you. We have loads of things that can help and support you through this. But please know you are not alone. And the feelings and the roller coaster of emotions that I know you're on from your messages, your emails, your phone calls to my office, I know it's super challenging. Okay. But the good news is you can get through it because mental health is something that we all suffer from from time to time. It gets, it goes, it gets worse and then it's more manageable. And then sometimes you can be having a really awesome day. And what I share with people is not just about breakups and divorce. It's about taking control of the remote control to your brain to help you make decisions that change how you feel. A lot of my clients will come to me at first and say, well, I feel sad or I feel angry, really angry because he's done this or because my partner has done this to me. And I feel just like naturally I have to react like this. It's a normal reaction, which it is. OK, the stress, the anger, the hurt, the pain, the crying, the internal turmoil that you may be going through. All that is so normal, okay? But what we can do is choose how we react. Now, some of you will be going, Sarah, that's the strangest thing, the weirdest thing, the daftest thing I've ever heard. And sometimes in the midst of overwhelm, yeah, sure, it's not easy. But the good news is it is possible. So I'm going to give you some tips today about how you can take control back of your mental health, how you can take back control of the remote control to your brain so that if you are feeling lonely, maybe you are struggling with being a single parent or your self-confidence is super low because you've come out of a really difficult situation with your ex. You know, all those things, I want you to be able to take your power back and treat it like you have a dial in your mind. So let's imagine just for a second that you have a big dial that you can turn down with your hands. You can just reach out and dial that down. So almost like a thermostat. 10 out of 10 is where they are the most intense emotions. And then down to zero where it neutralized completely. So imagine take an emotion that you are really struggling with right now. I have a client called Amy who's really struggling with feeling lonely. I don't think the pandemic helped. Again, that exasperated the situation. It intensified a lot of those emotions. And to be honest, a lot of us felt lonely, right, during the pandemic. But going through a breakup and adjusting to being on your own and then being forced into that pandemic situation where you cannot leave your house or mix with people outside your bubble became even more difficult for her. So that was definitely a 10 out of 10 for Amy when she came to see me. Now, imagine this dial in front of you. For Amy, it was 10 out of 10 for loneliness. 
what emotion are you picking? Maybe that's sadness, maybe it's overwhelm, fear of the future, maybe it's anger, resentment, jealousy. Pick the negative emotion that's causing you the biggest amount of stress, okay? That's impacting your mental health the most profoundly right now, okay? And just imagine where that is on the dial. And I'm going to show you today some exercises that can help you to dial that down. Now, with Amy, her loneliness was big. She wasn't looking after herself. She was berating herself. She was putting herself down. In fact, she was being pretty unkind to herself. Now, do you ever catch yourself doing that? By the way, it's totally normal. In fact, it is much easier for us to be unkind to ourselves and say things that aren't very complimentary or think thoughts about ourselves that aren't very empowering than it is to think more positively about ourselves. Think for a second about a time when someone gave you a compliment. They said, oh, you did that really well. Or, oh gosh, you look great today. Now, for most of us, our instinctive reaction is to say, oh, I don't know about that. Or really, I thought I was looking a bit tired. That comes more naturally, okay? Compare that to saying, oh, great, thanks. I feel awesome today. For many of us, that feels a lot more uncomfortable. But being kind and taking a compliment and accepting it isn't being egotistical. It isn't showing off. It's just accepting a compliment. It's, it's just allowing that positivity to come in. Yet most of us struggle with that. And that is an interesting distinction, that we find it much more easy, much more comfortable to say something that's deprecate, self-deprecating than something that is self-empowering or recognizing some of our strengths rather than focusing on our weaknesses. So bearing that in mind, we will naturally go to those negative questions. And that's definitely what Amy was doing. She was talking a lot to me about how she wasn't good enough, that nobody would ever love her again, and she was going to be on her own. She also was really struggling with being a single mom because she was focusing on the term broken family. Urgh, that term, it just really gets my blood boiling. Broken family is a term that is used and it is just not okay to use that. You know, families are perfect just the way they are. And I always say this to my clients. In fact, one of my clients, Kerry, who came on one of my very first breakup recovery retreats about, oh gosh, it must have been five, six years ago now. She sat there and she said, Sarah, you know, my family is too small. It's broken. It's just me and my two kids. And it's not a proper family. We're not a proper family anymore. We're just a broken family. And it just makes me upset. It just makes me so upset. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, 
one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. So kids, and it's not a proper family. We're not a proper family anymore. We're just a broken family and it just makes me upset. It just makes me so upset. And I looked at her and I thought, wow, that truly is her perspective right now. But it's so interesting because for me, it's me and my son. That's just two of us. That's not a small family. That's a teeny weeny little family. And I love it. For me, that's perfection. For me, that's everything I ever wanted. For me, I look at that as an amazing opportunity to have a really high quality, close relationship with my son. But for her, she was looking at all the negatives. Now, I'm not saying that being a single parent is easy. Oh, no, 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 I'm not going there. It definitely comes with challenges. But you can choose to focus on the negatives or to focus on the positives. And the choice you make will directly impact the quality of your life and your mental health. Now, this goes true for everything. And because Amy was very much focused on the negatives, just like this client Kerry was, that's all she could see. Now, what we want to do is take control of our mental health, take control of our thoughts, because what we're thinking about is what we're programming our brain. If we're telling ourselves over and over again, I'm not worthy, no one will ever love me again, there's lots of things wrong with me, then that's what we put out to the universe. And most importantly, that's what we're programming into our own minds. Now, It's not always easy to shift into something more positive, but this is where small steps come in. Take some time out to write down some more empowering thoughts. Like, I am a great single parent, or if you're feeling even braver, I'm an awesome single parent, okay? Or maybe I'm doing the best I can and that is good enough. Or I'm perfect just the way I am. I am attracting better people into my life. I am attracting my ideal partner to me right now as I go on this self-development journey. If you change the thought process, you're going to start attracting more positive things into your life, more opportunities, better quality people, and you're going to start to feel so much better in yourself. So please take the power and dial down those negative emotions by by asking yourself better quality questions, but also importantly, you're following through with actions. Now they say, don't they, fake it till you make it. (laughs) Well, that's a great saying, but maybe we can change that slightly to fake it until you become it. Because saying these more positive things about yourself, I know is gonna feel super uncomfortable for so many of you. You'll be thinking, oh goodness, I don't really feel confident or I don't feel like I'm coping or I don't feel like I'm perfect just the way I am. And that's okay. But the thing is, if you practice this and you create new habits, new mantras, new thought processes like this, after a set period of time, they will become a habit. They will become your brain's go-to thought process, behavioral pattern. That means it becomes part of you. It boosts your confidence and becomes who you are. You become 
what you put out there and how you program your own mind. This is why it's so important. And that's exactly what Amy did. She shifted her thought patterns and instantly she noticed a difference as she turned that dial down. Even changing it from a 10 to a 9 to an 8 may not seem like a huge jump forward, but to her, it had a massive ripple effect on her life. She was able to get up in the mornings, to get showered, to get out the door, to go for a walk and do the things that helped to rebuild herself and speed up the recovery process. It gave her the momentum she needed to start to take bigger actions, to step up more and to include more of my self-love, self-care techniques. You know, it doesn't have to be big. It can be sometimes the smallest changes that have the biggest impact on our lives. For example, drinking more water every day. That can make a massive difference to rehydrating your body and actually feeling better. Maybe you're going to eat less because you're actually replenishing your body with what it really needs, water rather than food at times. Sometimes when we think we're really hungry, actually what we really need is more water. So again, small shifts like that are self-care rituals that you can set up that over time become habits that change the person you are into the person you want to become. Other things like exercise, even if it's just getting outside into nature and taking a walk. Having a cuddle with your pet, you know, that can be really reassuring. Or even self-hugging. Now, Paul McKenna, years ago, he's a dear friend of mine, he's amazing. And he did some work on this and he discovered that actually self-hugging, just literally, you cross your arms in front of you and just rub the top part of your arms as if you're giving yourself a hug, that can actually generate the feelings of being hugged which actually can be really reassuring as well and give you a little boost. Go on, I dare you, try it. <laughs> let me know. Message me on Instagram and let me know, Sarah Davison, Divorce Coach, how that works for you. I love it. I really love it. And it works. You could journal. You could write your gratitude list. You could focus your energy on creating your breakup bucket list that I talk about. So many of my episodes, because it's a really powerful tool to focus your mind on the things you can do that are going to have a massive positive influence on your life. Power songs. Again, something I love, having a power song to wake up to in the morning. Dance around the house before you take your shower. Make that your first experience of every day. Maybe you change the ringtone on your phone. As many of you will know, mine is happy by Pharrell because when my phone rings, it rings and makes me happy. So what could you change your ringtone to that would make you feel great? Same with your first alarm in the morning. Take control, change it to something that enables you to wake up feeling relaxed and content. Maybe that's the bird singing or again, a, an upbeat tune. Definitely not the news I would recommend. Listening to the news first thing in the morning, again, is going to put a dampener on your day. There's always time to catch up on that later. But let's get some self-care, self-loving routines in place to set every day up to a better start. And it's proven that those that do that continuously for a period of time then start to create new habits, which reprograms your brain to be more positive and set the day up to open up more opportunities for you. So again, these things really work. 
They're small things, but they enable you to start to take control of your mental health, to start to dial down the intensity of those negative emotions. You know, sometimes we feel bad, sad, depressed, overwhelmed, frightened, and they are natural reactions to what is going on in our lives, whether it's the pandemic, maybe you've had some bad news, whatever it is, they can be a normal reaction or even a coping mechanism to cope with something that's happened, whether that's recently or in the past. So please don't get hung up with labels. You know, I had a client a few months ago who told me her daughter had been diagnosed with stress disorder. Somebody else mentioned that her son had been diagnosed with anxiety disorder. Now, when you listen to the stories behind that, the reasons these children were experiencing stress and anxiety were really valid reasons. One was being bullied and one was going through a lot of trauma at school. Now, when you look at that, we are human beings. We are going to react in a stressful or anxious way to situations that put us way out of our comfort zone and are traumatic or difficult to handle. That's a natural coping mechanism. To then label it and say, you have this disorder because you react like that, in my mind, can't bear it. Absolutely makes me so angry. If you follow me on Twitter, SD Divorce Coach, you'll know that these sort of things really wind me up because these are natural reactions. And if we weren't stressed and we weren't anxious, there would be something wrong with us. The fact that we are stressed or anxious about those situations, that's not the issue, okay? It makes us normal, it makes us human. So why label it as something that's negative? So again, let's be sensible about our mental health. Let's think about this logically. Are you stressed? Are you worried? And is there a good reason for that? Has something happened? Is something making you uncomfortable? Now, the coping mechanisms is something that we do need to look at and take control of. You know, right now, there's so many unhealthy coping mechanisms that are out there for people to choose from, like self-harming and drugs and alcohol and overeating and sex and so many things. Even suicide is an option that is now up there, which is something much more publicized than it ever used to be in the past, especially for children now. It's something that shocks and horrifies me, but is a fact and is part of the world we live in today. Wouldn't it be incredible if we could swap these negative coping mechanisms and teach children at school, but also give these tools to adults, to all of us to use that are more positive, more empowering like building those self-care routines, being kinder to ourselves with our words and our actions, learning to accept positive information, compliments, and take it and accept it and feel comfortable with that. And if we don't, practicing until we do. So this is what, for me, mental health awareness is all about, being aware that we can control it, we can change how we feel, if you choose to. You know, some days... You might want to have a duvet day. Some things are super difficult to cope with and are going to upset you. Breakups are very traumatic. Going through a divorce, especially if you're going through the family courts, those of you who listen regularly will know, don't get Sarah started on that. But if you're going through that, of course, it's going to be difficult and it is going to negatively impact your mental health. However, just because you have some moments even some days that are tough, does not mean that that is what the rest of your life 
has to look like. It doesn't even mean that the next minute has to be like that because you can take your control back if and when you choose to, to dial down those negative emotions and start to set up and create some simple, easy routines like those we've talked about, having some water, self-hugging, exercise, walking in nature, being around people that love you and genuinely care about you. All these things will help you to get your life back on track, to manage those negative emotions, to manage when life throws you those inevitable curveballs so that you can still stand strong and you can learn to turn that adversity into something that makes you stronger. You can learn to create habits that are going to serve you better for the rest of your life and maybe inspire those around you, including your children. So if you're a single parent, what a great opportunity to turn a very difficult situation into a valuable life lesson, not only for you, but for your children as well. There is always a silver lining. There is always a possible positive outcome. There is always a learning that you can take from any situation so that you can turn that pain into your power and create a life that you are truly happy with. So that's my opinion. That's my view. They're my top tips for Mental Health Awareness Week. I really hope that it's helped you. If you do need help, please know you are not alone. We offer coaching. We have free guides. I'm running live retreats again now, finally. So you can come and spend two days with me and some of my accredited coaches. And I'm going to fast track you through your breakup to feel stronger and take control of your mental health too. You can also join our online weekly Heartbreak to Happiness support meetings where you'll meet other people going through really similar situations. So to find out more about that, do head over to www.saradavison.com or check out the links on my Instagram page, Sarah Davison Divorce Coach. You are not alone. I'm here for you and so are my accredited team of coaches. I know it can seem daunting at times, but no that you have the power to take your control back and create the life you want to live. That's it for today's episode. Do head on over to saradavison.com or follow me on Instagram, saradavison divorce coach to find out more too. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.